Most live. There we go. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the second Tuesday of the month, which means it's time for Feeling Great with Lissa and Nate, and they are going to show you just in time for Thanksgiving how to make a raw vegan holiday pumpkin curry. Please welcome them to the show. Hello, my little raw friends. Hello, Chef AJ. This is our favorite day of the month. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So um, are you making this for Thanksgiving? Um, we're not actually, we made this recipe special just for your show. This is a brand new recipe that we made special for you. So we're not going to be making it for Thanksgiving. We actually, we might, I mean, we may, we could, uh, we yeah. could, we haven't really planned out our meals yet, but I just finished creating my uh, holiday menu two. Mm. So I have the first one that I wrote in 2021. It's basically an eight course raw vegan holiday menu. And there's like a salad, there's the cozy curry, there's the Christmas quiche. Um, so there's eight recipes in there and it's time stamped. So you have your major grocery list where you buy everything you need. And then it says, for example, the day before at 8 p.m., do this. And then the next morning at 10 a.m., do this. And then at 11 a.m., do this, right? So it's broken up into step-by-step -step pieces, time-stamped. So by 6 p.m. on the day of the feast, you have an eight-course raw vegan meal. So I, I took all of the planning and guesswork out of it. And I just wrote number two, which has the Christmas quesadilla in it, the cheese tree, um, and there's a pecan spinach salad in there too, and the avocado raspberry tarts for dessert. Each one has a dessert. So it's pretty cool. We're probably going to mix and match some recipes from those as well. And we may make this pumpkin curry. We don't know yet. <laughs> You're so prolific. <laughs> uh, I just love creating I don't know it just flows from me I, I can't stop it <laughs> you're, you're incredible okay well I can't so, so pumpkin would you use any special kind of pumpkin for this or could any kind of pumpkin or squash be used um you could totally use any but we got this special little guy at um the pumpkin patch in Oregon when we went to visit Nate's boys and we thought we would use it for this one, or at least portion of it. But you could use any pumpkin you want. The sugar pie one is really good for this recipe, uh, but any of them work pretty good. Yeah, that's amazing that you can, because people don't think that that's something that I think they generally can eat raw, you know? Yeah, and we're going to be blending it. So the only reason why it's not as great raw is because it's too crunchy for the most part. So it's not as super enjoyable to eat, but if you freeze it and thaw it, that can work if you're adding chunky, but we're going to be blending it into the, the curry base. So that's how we're going to use the raw pumpkin. Great. I can't wait to see. Yeah. So let's, let's get started. <laughs> okay. So first up, we are going to make the, the chunky portion of the curry. So when you make any kind of raw soup or raw curry from our recipes, we usually recommend freezing and thawing a lot of the chunky ingredients. And the reason being, and you know this, Chef AJ, 
when you freeze, for example, cauliflower, and then you thaw it, it's got the same consistency as it's been steamed. So it's really awesome in a curry or a soup recipe if you want that kind of soft texture with the foods. So what we have is we have a bunch of stuff that some of it we froze the night before, like the cauliflower and the peas. Um, the carrots are really good. The onions are really good to freeze the night before, but we didn't have that frozen before. So it'll still be great if you don't freeze it and thaw it. It'll still be good. It'll just be a little bit more crunchy and chewy, but that's fine. So what we're going to do is we're going to start by filling up our bowl with some of the ingredients. We're going to- Just some. Some, yes, because we're not going to put the peas in for the dehydrator because we found when we put the peas in the dehydrator to marinate, they get a little bit too hard. So we like to add them before we add the soup base. So we'll, that's what we'll do. What so half of this? Oh no, yeah, we're going to put the whole thing in there. Okay, yeah. so it's some of the ingredients as in not the peas. Okay. <laughs> but everything else we're going to do. So we're going to do one cup of diced carrot. One, uh, two cups of bite-sized cauliflower chunks. But again, for the chunky, you can put anything else you want in here too. And any amounts that you want doesn't have to be exact because it does make this recipe mix enough for two to maybe even four people, depending on what else you're eating. So we've got then mushrooms and they put zucchini in there as well. So mushroom chunks. And then we have the diced onion and the peas. But again, the peas we're gonna be adding after everything's been dehydrated. And we already have some in the dehydrator ready to go, so we don't have to wait the hour that it takes to do this. Okay, so once you have all the ingredients in the bowl, then we need another bowl. Grab a little bit. No, just the one to mix the sauce in. Like this? Yeah. And then we're gonna make our little marinade sauce. So we're gonna start with, um, Let's do a clove of garlic grated and the juice of a lemon. So I'll cut that lemon for you. So Nate, I'm gonna juice this lemon and I'm gonna grate the garlic. You can put as little or as much garlic in here as you want. You can also add ginger if you want to. That's totally awesome as well. Hey, Alyssa, can I ask you a question about the the trays, you know, for the wraps while you're doing that? Yeah. How, uh, how do you get the smell off? Because they're, I mean, like they're so oniony now that like, I feel like I can't use them for ever, anything else, you know? That's a good question. We actually haven't used them for anything sweet and we really haven't noticed. Have you noticed? no. I would think maybe the dishwasher though. Maybe. But my even my whole dehydrator is so oniony. <laughs> yeah, the onion can be really powerful. Um, something that I just learned actually. We must not be able to smell it. Yeah, we must not be able to smell it. <laughs> we eat a lot of onions too. But I have two tips for people. Um, this is a sort of off topic, but like if you're chopping onions and you're crying. Two tips can be have a bowl of water or a rag, like a wet rag, paper towel, right beside the cutting board, because the enzymes that are released when you chop the onion are attracted to wet and hydration. So it, that's why they go for your eyes, because that's like the, the most wet thing that's around the area. So if you have a bowl or a paper towel or like a wet towel over your shoulder, that can help um, attract the enzymes away from your eyes. 
Another tip is to light a match. If you just light a match and kind of like move it over your cutting board and then light a candle, the sulfur will actually inactivate the enzymes that make you cry. So those are two tips for people who have issues with the onions. But as for the smell, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question. I Maybe some people have um, suggestions in the comments if, to get smells out of stuff. <laughs> I like to use it also to make sweet things like granola, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we we have like 16 trays, so we could potentially set aside a couple trays that were specific for um, sweet things. That could be an option as well, but I know, yeah, we do use a lot of onions. <laughs> well, they sure are good. They sure are good. Okay, so then we have um, a teaspoon of miso paste. And we've got this miso from South River. We got this one in LA at Erewhon. This is probably one of my favorite misos. Um, so we're going to add a teaspoon of miso and it's totally an optional ingredient. You don't have to add it if you don't want to. And then a teaspoon of curry. I'm just going to grab. Okay, so then we just mash the miso into the garlic lemon mix. And then we need a teaspoon of curry powder. This is a new recipe, so that's why I'm looking over at the phone. <laughs> teaspoon of curry. And then we got a half teaspoon of onion powder and a half teaspoon of rosemary. And it already smells like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, there's something about that, like poultry seasoning. Why do they call it poultry seasoning? Because I guess people use it on poultry, huh? Yeah, I know. And it's that that perfect mix for Thanksgiving. And it's really interesting, too, half teaspoon of rosemary. It's really it's interesting that um, all the classic spices that we use during the holidays, like rosemary, sage, cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, these are all really warming spices. So it's really cool that it helps to warm us up in the more chillier times. Eight teaspoon sage. And an eighth teaspoon of black pepper. And if you wanted to put something spicy in here, you're totally welcome to. I think we'll add a little bit of chili powder in here too, because why not? Add anything you like. <laughs> you could also add, like I said, ginger or cinnamon or any other um, of those holiday spices that you want. This is going to be the marinade. And if you want, you can add a little bit of water. I'm just gonna add a smidge of water to this, just to mix it a little bit more thoroughly. And then Nate, if you would like to mix this all up, there's some spoons under here. Mm -hmm. So Susanna said she found that if you take the trays out of the unit and let them soak in warm water for an hour or two, add some vinegar to clean them easily. Ah, there you go. You'll have to let us know if that works. <laughs> okay. We, we have a question that was sent in by Lynn, 
And she wanted to know if you have a recipe for dehydrated fruit roll-ups for kids snacks. We don't yet, but we are hoping that probably not next year, but the year after that, we want to create a raw dessert book that's low fat. And I do want to write a kid's book. I'm hoping I have time to do that for spring of this coming year. And I would keep that in mind to put some recipes for some fruit snacks, fruit leathers in there. But really, honestly, the easiest, simplest way to do that is to just blend up a bunch of fruit and it can be all kinds. Berries really good with some lemon juice. You wanna make sure there's lemon juice in the blend to help with prevent oxidation. And we also like using a little bit of psyllium husk, like maybe a teaspoon or so in there to give it a little bit more fluff and just pour it onto the tray about an eighth of an inch thick and let it dehydrate for 12 hours. And you've got yourself some fruit roll-ups and you can mix and match different flavors, strawberry, banana. You could even put chia seeds in there. That's a great option too. So there are some fun ways to do it for sure. And I'll make sure to get some recipes if I do the kids book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Okay, so then we have our, our oniony silicone spray here. Well, we soak them too, so yeah. I don't really think that they're that oniony. <laughs> but we don't do the vinegar. So this is the next step. Basically what you wanna do is put all of the marinated veggies onto your dehydrator tray. Oops. And this is going to be on the tray for about an hour in the dehydrator at 150 degrees Fahrenheit. And this will allow the marinade to sit with the veggies and for them to warm up a little bit. The flavor gets a little bit more intense and they're just, they're so delicious after they've been dehydrated. So that's what we do for the second step. And we usually do that about an hour to an hour and a half before we're ready to eat. And then they just go into the dehydrator and Nate is going to grab the other tray that we put in there earlier so that we didn't have to wait the full hour for them to be ready. And we'll show you how to make the sauce. This is like a really simple, easy recipe to make. And we make them when we're kind of not really feeling like we don't want to make a big meal, but it's like, it's pretty filling. <laughs> so this is what they look like after they've been in the dehydrator for about an hour-ish. So once they're like that, so you have a bowl here and what we can do is just take them off the tray. Challenging. And there we have our chunky ingredients. So this is what they look like. And they smell absolutely amazing. So delicious. So now that we have our vegetables finished, and again, this is these have been in the dehydrator for an hour. So you're gonna do this step when you're ready to eat. When you're ready to eat, you can put everything together. So the next step I have is making 
the soup base or the curry base. So if you want to make a soup, you're going to use more water. But if you want a thick curry or a chili style, then you're going to use just one cup. And again, this makes two servings. So we're going to start with the one cup because we want to make it a curry instead of a soup. And before we do anything else, I'm going to zest the lemon because we need lemon zest for this, but I don't want to do it after I cut the lemon to get the lemon juice. <laughs> so we're only going to need a half teaspoon. So that should be good. And we're going to add that here. Get some nice lemon zest going on. And then, So one of the main ingredients is the young Thai coconut. So the young Thai coconut, what we what we've been doing is they've been on sale recently. Like we've been able to get uh, a case of nine for twelve ninety nine. So we bought three cases in the last couple of weeks, and we just pop them all open and we drink the coconut water that's inside, and then. We use a scooper and we scoop out the young Thai coconut meat. So this is what it looks like after it's been taken out of the coconuts. And this is from one of the little containers that we have frozen. So what we do is we buy the big cases when they're on sale, we scoop them all out, and then we have enough coconut for a couple months if we're going to use one for a recipe like this. It makes it creamy without being too high fat because the young coconut meat's only like 30% fat, whereas mature coconut's like 70 something or close to 80% fat. So we like the young coconut because it's not that um, high fat. So we're going to use the meat from one Thai coconut. And then I'm going to chop up this pumpkin. So on the recipe, I have it for um, 150 grams. This pumpkin is going to be a hard one. <laughs> do you want to do it? I did not know that about the Thai coconut being lower in fat. Yeah, it's actually lower in fat. It's like 33%, I think. Maybe because um, it has water instead of milk or? Yeah. So when the, when the coconut matures, it gets more concentrated in the fats. So it becomes higher, a higher fat item. So when you're using young coconut, it actually brings the fat percentage a lot further down, especially when it's really young and it's more like a jelly. The harder and thicker the coconut meat gets, the higher in fat percentage it becomes. So it's a really great option to use. And we love using those. They're really awesome. So in the recipe, it calls for one cup of diced pumpkin um, or 150 grams. So we're going to weigh it out. And like we've mentioned in many videos before, it's really important to weigh out the ingredients if there's a weight suggested, because one cup chopped for one person could be a little bit more for another person. It depends on how fat they make the chunks or if it's grated. If it's grated, there's going to be a lot more than if there's big chunks. So I like to put a weight to the ingredient if it needs to be a specific amount. That way it's kind of more universal to everybody. So when I say a cup, 
I, I like to say to weigh it out and we're gonna get 150 grams. And you can put the seeds in there too, if you wanted <laughs> a little bit extra zinc, you could put a few seeds in there. What do you do with the seeds in general? Um, we haven't been doing anything. We don't really eat a lot of pumpkins or squashes, but in the past we have um, rinsed them really well. And we could put like, kind of like this marinade that we made for this. You could make that marinade and soak them in that marinade and put them in a in the dehydrator and you could dry them into your own um like savory pumpkin seed bites if you wanted to do that too you could sprinkle them on a salad or what have you but it's easy to make a little sauce like that and coat them and we've done that before with pecans too we've made like a spicy chili lemon sauce soak the pecans in it for a couple hours and then we use that uh, we just put the them in the dehydrator and let them dehydrate for like 20 hours. So they're really, really, really super dry, but they've got a really nice flavor to them. So that's an option too, if you want to save your pumpkin seeds. Sweet. So while Nate is chopping up that and getting 150 grams, we're going to go ahead and add two pitted medjool dates to our, our curry base here and a quarter cup of sun-dried tomatoes. Okay, so we have these sun-dried tomatoes we use from Bella Sun Fonlucci. Uh, these ones we just get at the store, but you can make your own sun-dried tomatoes as well. Just slice them and put them in the dehydrator. Um, slice them thin, like I would say an eighth, between an eighth and a quarter inch thick. We're putting about a, about a quarter cup worth of sun-dried tomatoes in there. And then there's some miso paste. Again, this is a completely optional ingredient, but this here is a really cool miso that we got when we were in Oregon. It's called Nito's Miso and it's made in Oregon. So anyone who is living in Southern Oregon uh, at the Ashland, Farmer's Market on Tuesdays, I believe. Uh, they have the, there's this Mito, her name is Mito, and she's there selling chickpea miso, which is really great for people who don't want to be using soy. So that's a great option for them. Look at that. So we're going to put about a tablespoon of miso in there. And... This is a completely, another completely optional ingredient, nutritional yeast. If you want to use it, go for it. If you don't, it doesn't matter. It just gives it that cheesy flavor. So we're going to put two tablespoons in here. Woo, look at that. They've got it. Yummy. Yes, so. Whenever you're ready, I have a question, just so you know. Okay, so this is from Lori. And she said, my question is, I've been whole food plant-based for 12 years and I've been trying to add more raw food into my diet. The thing that keeps me from going totally raw is that I've heard a lot of raw foodists say that their body doesn't feel good when they add even a little bit of cooked food back into their diet because their body has totally adapted to just eating raw. Do you think that you wouldn't feel well if you started adding heat processed foods like potatoes, legumes, or steamed veggies back into your diet? 
You know, that's a really good question. And to be completely honest, I think that most of the, most people probably have a placebo effect for it. I don't think that my body would react violently against eating some steamed broccoli or something like that. I don't think that there would be any issue. And I think, I think that the goal is to go as high raw as you want and as high raw as you can and just listen to your body. I don't think that you should be scared of it. I mean, if I ate like a processed vegan pizza, I'd probably feel like crap. But if you're doing something light, like steamed potatoes or broccoli or whatever, like something whole food and very clean and you're eating it along with your raw food, I personally don't think that um, it's that much of a drastic change. But we also have to remember that a lot of people use, I don't, I don't want to say like drama, but they can like kind of over um, accentuate stuff to, to prove a point in a way. Like I honestly, I don't, I don't know. I haven't eaten any cooked food, so I can't speak to that. But I know Nate has had um, steamed broccoli and there's like no issue with that. So it's not, I don't think that it's a big deal if it's whole food. So yeah, I think, I think the goal is to go as high raw as you want and if you're still going to feel amazing and if you're eating the raw with the cooked then i think it's beneficial i mean john kohler eats some heat processed items and it's more about uh, for some people it's about making it work like i think there's also um like a perfectionist box that people like to put themselves in and they force themselves in there and they feel scared that if they get into that box that they can't do other things but we can it just depends on what it is that you're choosing like a vegan donut's not going to be as optional but yeah those are just my thoughts on it again I haven't had any cooked stuff so like an actual cooked meal so I don't know how I feel but yeah you have anything to add or no no <laughs> so yeah um, we've got the pumpkin put in here and next up we're going to do the lemon juice. So two tablespoons is approximately one lemon. So we put one lemon in there. We've got our cloves of garlic. The recipe calls for three, but if you are sensitive to garlic or you don't like too much garlic, just start with one clove or a half a clove. Um, start with however much garlic you want. We're putting four cloves in because we like garlic. <laughs> And then we've got a quarter cup of chopped onion. So that's gonna go in there too. Then we have a thumb of ginger. We're using this massive giant chunk of ginger. It's going in there. And then we've got the spices. It's time for the spices. So next up, a teaspoon of onion powder. Made onion powder and the curry powder. So we'll do a teaspoon of this. A teaspoon, oops, a teaspoon, teaspoon of onion powder, teaspoon of curry powder, and we got the lemon zest in there already. So then we just have to do rosemary, marjoram, chili, sage, and black pepper. You've got a lot. So I know a lot of people say like you use so many spices, but the whole reason we do is for the wide variety of flavor 
that gives it more of like a full flavor, not just curry powder or not just cinnamon, or not just ginger, like the blend of all of them together, just make it so, so, so good. So even if it looks like there's a lot of ingredients, it's just like, you know, half a teaspoon here, quarter teaspoon there. And not to feel too overwhelmed with the amount of spices that are in there, just go line by line. Next up is a half teaspoon of rosemary. And I will do the quarter teaspoon of marjoram. Then we have a quarter teaspoon of chili and a quarter teaspoon of sage. There we go. Then we've got black pepper, turmeric. We're gonna do an eighth of a teaspoon of turmeric. And then we'll do an eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne and an eighth of a teaspoon of cinnamon. Have you ever used sea moss? Diana wants to know. Yes, we do use sea moss. Um, we don't use it regularly, which we probably should. <laughs> um, I just got some from a new company that I want to try out. So we'll see how that goes. Um, there's some like different colored ones. There's like um, a blue moss and a purple moss and a green moss. So I'm gonna try some different ones. But what we use the moss for is usually just put it in our smoothies and dressings to give it more of like a, a silky smooth creaminess to it. But we also have put it into, like I, I have put it in the wraps. Um, it gives it a little bit more flexibility, uh, but not everyone has access to it. So I tried to keep the wraps as easily accessible um, as I could. But yeah, the moss is really, really good for giving your body what your body needs to build collagen. Um, and I know a lot of people uh, want to take like collagen supplements, but the collagen supplements, you're not like your body doesn't see collagen and is like, ooh, I'm going to use that collagen to make collagen. It's not really how it works. It's like when you take it, your body breaks it down into amino acids. And then if it needs to make collagen, then it'll use those amino acids to make collagen. So it's really basically giving your body all the tools that it needs to make its own collagen. So that's really great too. Um, but again, we don't use it all the time. We'll probably make some and then we'll use it for a couple of weeks and then we forget about it for a little bit. And then we're like, oh, we should make some moss. <laughs> so not that. thank you for the reminder because we should soak some. But yeah, so um, I have two ingredients that are totally optional, again, to add to this. If you want to have it spicier, you can add jalapeno, but we're not going to add one today. But I wanted to give that as an option for people who wanted to have a, a spicier curry. I also wanted to show you Brazil nuts. So Nate and I have been trying to add Brazil nuts every couple days or at least once a week into our dressings. And you just need one. Um, for selenium, it's really important for selenium. I know some raw foodies who don't supplement with selenium in the form of like Brazil nuts, they can start losing their hair and uh, selenium is really important for the female reproductive system. So some women can lose their periods as well. And it could just be a, a like partly due to um, a selenium deficiency over time. So that's something that we make sure that we get our selenium. So we're gonna put two Brazil nuts into this just to make sure that we get our selenium for the day. Yeah. 
But so that's that. It's pretty simple. Just fill it up. You've got the one cup of water in there. And now Nate can add more water if he wants to, but I don't think that he is going to really need to because we want to make this like a super thick sauce. Again, if you want it more soupy. Oh, lid? Here, lid. <laughs> if you want it more soupy, you can add more water to it. At this point, this is where we're going to add the peas. So we've got our um, peas that we froze from fresh and we thawed uh, over the course of the morning. So we're gonna add those to our bowl here. And again, we don't like to dehydrate the peas with the rest of the mix because they get too hard and it's not as enjoyable. We prefer them freshly thawed in this mix. So over there, Nate has the um, vacuum going on the blender. And the vacuum is going to really help prevent bubbles from happening in our curry base. So if you tend to get a lot of bubbles when you're blending, I highly recommend checking into vacuum blending. Uh, Dynapro has one, Kuvings has one. Uh, there's a couple different companies out there that have um vacuum blenders and this greatly reduces the amount of bubbles and air that is blended into your your mix your sauce your smoothie that kind of thing and it makes it so much more enjoyable so much more flavor and less oxidized got made over here Wow, he has his blender uh, uh, earmuffs on. That's cool. Hey, Ross Sheffian, how come if you're here at three, you have to come on my show at four? I'm just kidding. I'm going to ask your question as soon as they can hear us again. Let me know when you can hear me, grounds crew. I guess he's got his earmuffs on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Lisa, uh, Rush Yen is watching. And she says, I get so many questions from people who are so worried about pesticides in the veggies and fruits if they go raw. What are your thoughts about this? That's a really good question. So we've thought about this so much over the years because there is a lot of fear out there on social media scaring us into only eating organic. And I've heard different stories on both sides of the fence. Um, I've also heard that even the pesticides on the conventional produce is so low that you'd have to eat an extreme amount of this food, like way more than you would ever need to even get close to anything toxic. But then people on the other side say, even just a little bit is bad. So personally, my opinion is to work with what you have available and to not be scared of eating conventional if it means getting variety and getting um, enough calories. Because there's a lot of people who can't afford all organic. We can't even afford all organic. All organic. It's just impossible. Like it would be, I don't even know. It'd be like, <laughs> what, like $2,000 a month just for the two of us? It would be ridiculous. Um, and we can't afford that. So 
we buy probably 50% of our food happens to be organic and we call ourselves accidental organics. Meaning if we see something and it's organic, yay, we're excited that it's organic. If it's not, we don't say, oh, we can't get that because it's not organic. We still get it. We're still going to buy variety. And there's a lot of stuff that we can't get organic that we want in our diets. Like I have yet to see organic sunchokes and sunchokes are a really important gut microbiome food for me and even though we haven't seen any organic sunchokes i mean the only organic sunchokes we had were from john kohler's garden so those were not like really good ones but we're not going to not have um sunchokes because they're not organic we're still going to eat them because of all the other benefits that they provide us with and the variety is so important as well and i feel like I don't know, I would feel too stressed out trying to afford everything organic, especially all of the volume of food that we eat. It would just be too expensive, not as much available. And yeah, it would, yeah I personally think it's fine. Um, and to just do what you can, work with where you're at, work with your finances and what you have available to you and to not stress too much about it because I think the stress is almost worse than having a little pesticides <laughs> but that's just my opinion on it we've and got laura wants to know is there going to be a raw vegan bundle coming soon so there's only one raw vegan bundle that happens once a year and it's in may so we're planning to have one may 2024 and the raw bundle has only exclusively brand new never before released content so it's um the smaller ones yeah yeah okay so the raw bundle coming this year will be all brand new content it won't have any of our older stuff or any of anyone's older stuff in it it will only be exclusively brand new stuff so again that happens once a year in may and we are planning on having one this year nice it'll be great nate and i are wanting to make our travel um backpacking book for it so that's gonna be exciting this looks so good. Mm -hmm. So here we've got our curry. Look at that, yum. Curry, but not in a hurry. Curry, but not in a hurry. Curry in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Um, well, this Thanksgiving, we're probably going to have John over, we usually do. Um, last year, we had our friend who moved to Salt Lake City over, um, and I don't think she's going to be able to come for Thanksgiving, but that's probably the extent of what we'll do. Um, but then Christmas will be a little bit bigger. Um, Nate's son, Jacob, is coming to visit us, so that's going to be super fun. Um, yeah, it's going to be really fun holidays, but we don't, we don't go too crazy. We go crazy with decorating, but <laughs> that's about it. Here we go. Check out these curries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you ever uh, uh, freeze dry those in your uh, freeze dryer, which is, they're having a Black Friday special, by the way. 
They are. I know up to $500 off the large freeze dryer. That's crazy good deal. I wish we would have waited till Black Friday. <laughs> but but uh, we have not freeze dried this like a curry yet, which yeah. we should probably try to do. But we do make a similar dish called uh, our cauliflower masala, which is basically cauliflower, onion, and bell peppers mixed in a sauce that we make with like coconut aminos, lemon juice, garlic, ginger, and a bunch of spices like fenugreek and curry and chilies and all kinds of stuff like mustard powder, um, maple syrup we put in there too. So we make like a like a thin marinade, not a thick sauce like this, and we coat all of them with that, and then we freeze dry that. We actually have them all in our freezer waiting to go in, maybe later today. <laughs> uh, but that is a really fun mix because it it has the same consistency as like cheesy puffs, so they're really really good for snacks while we're watching a movie. We got our our cauliflower, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the onions and bell pepper are so delicious. Yeah, they really are. Oh, shoot, we've got the peas. Oh, wait, I added them already. Oh, yes. Those are for the other batch. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I just split them in half. So here's our pumpkin curry, our holiday pumpkin curry. Oh, it looks so delicious. Oh, thank you. You have to live so far away. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You yeah. want to take a bite? And blending it longer, you could make it warmer. Yes. Or you could actually just stick this bowl in the dehydrator and warm it up that way. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so good. Look at that lemon zest. Mm -hmm. It's like got a really, really nice lemon, cinnamon, curry, mm -hmm. holiday feel to it. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> Really, really good. Mm -hmm. No fair. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So I look forward to seeing you again next month. Happy holidays to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And what are we going to be doing next month? Nate has a special Ooh. show for you next We're going to do some lasagna. Raw lasagna. Yes. And we're going to make it Christmas colors. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really, really fun. Um, we're excited for next month. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Lissa and Nate. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, we totally love everything. Like we said at the beginning, this is our favorite day of the month is our Chef AJ shows. So. Thank you so much. We oh. love having you. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at 9 a.m. tomorrow for Dr. Stefan Esser. He's going to be talking about knee pain and nutrition. And he's an orthopedic doctor, so he should know. Thanks, Lissa and Nate. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Mwah. <laughs> Work on that Ninja Creamy book, Nate. <laughs> I am, I am. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.